Hey folks, welcome to the Sloppy Boys Blowout. I'm Mike Hanford here with Tim Kelpakis. What is up, Aloha Style? And Jefferson Dutton. Hey everybody all around the world. Aloha, Aloha Style as well. Style. Yes, Aloha Stylies. Very nice. He is. Very good, very good. Every episode should, should declare it Stylies up top. Yeah, this is Aloha <laughs> Stylies. Oh, great. Aloha Stylies. And now, and now you, the listeners, say that. Aloha stylies. Thank you. This is turning into a, like a Blues Clues sort of uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. pod. <laughs> yep. Well, that, what's interesting is said Blues Clues, Jeff, because today we're doing the movie Blue Hawaii. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, no perfect. shit. Um, before we get into all that shit, let me just take a real somber, solid moment here to say thank you to the Patrons. We love the Patrons. What do they do? Not too somber. What, what do they do? An upbeat thank you. Yeah. Hey. All right. We love you. <laughs> Patrons, no, come on. What do they do, Jeff? They put put the cash down. They're listening every month. We love those guys. Yeah, they put food on the table. They lay their money down e- each and every month. They lay, they lay their neck on the line. You know how many people tell them they're losers and freaks for listening to this crap? <laughs> <laughs> you got to unsubscribe. No, I no. will continue. I like it. <laughs> losers uh, and freaks. You know, you know how many people tell them? <laughs> I wonder how many. I hope not too many. They better not. And screw them if they do. We're a, we're a little club here, aren't we? God damn it! It's a whole movement, doesn't it? Feel like it's like a it's like it's a it's it's. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's done. It's a movement. It's a groovement. It's happening here on the blowout. It's a groove. Oh, that's cool. It's I've a groovement, baby. Before, yeah, you're hit, you're hitting on something that's, with that. Please, uh, patrons, start tweeting that. It's a groovement. When, and if someone walks up to you, why do you subscribe to that shit? You say it's a groovement. It's a hashtag. It's a groovement. No, yeah, awesome. I like that. I like that. That is awesome. <laughs> I could get used to that. Yeah. What's the t-shirt gonna say? I think the t-shirt should just say. Little logo on the on the on the one side of the chest, champion. It's <laughs> the brand the brand of the shirt. <laughs> mm. And and small on the inside of the back of the collar. Yes, on the it's tag. A yeah, it's a groovement in wingdings. Hey, Mike, you said wingdings, and it reminded me mm. of Comic Sans, and that mm. made me think of Jeff. You recently mm. taught me that serifs. Are the little adornments on a on a font? So so when you write a Gmail and it says Sans Serif, it means no serifs. I'm and loving then this. Comic shit. Sans yeah. is comic. Yeah. Silly, but no, we'll draw the line with the silliness. We won't have any serifs. <laughs> well, well, a lot of people don't look at serifs and say those are silly. That's <laughs> that's your brain doing oh, something. So they're, yeah, they're saying they're saying we're so silly we don't even have serifs. Yeah. Now I'll I'll chime in here as I'm apt to do on this pod. Yeah. Uh, I was there when this conversation was going on, and I mm-hmm. thought to myself, Tim, I think of you as a smart guy. You've, You've Me read too. many God, books, yeah. you've got mm-hmm. opinions on things, you've, you take time to think about stuff. Mm-hmm. When Jeff was explaining this to you, I looked at you, and I, then I kind of looked off to the side, kind of cocked my head and looked up, 
I said, is Tim not a smart guy? Doesn't he's, know what sans serif is? Now, he's, Michael, you, you know, he's, do you mean to tell me, hand on the Bible, uh-huh. you you knew not just what serifs were, and I admit I didn't know what serifs were, but you had connected the dots that sans serif, as in without serif, is what you write your Gmails in? Yes, it's what I have done. I, I realize sans is Latin for without, without I know that, serif. But I just didn't connect the dots. He knows sans. <laughs> he knows Sans. He knows Horatio Sans. Yep. Shout out to Horatio. And I know Sans Serif. Yeah. Horatio without. Wow. Whew. Ding, ding. Hey. Oh, Tim's, not- uh, Tim's judging a boxing match right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm kind of doubling up on jobs here. They just need me. I, okay. Uh, uh, KO. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, the word is out. We're talking about... A movie today called Blue Hawaii, directed by Norman Turag. Turag. This is a I movie thought it from- was directed by Hal Wallace. No, it was only produced and perhaps written by oh. him. Oh. You know, it's, it's Turag who did it this time in, in 1961. He had his <laughs> and fun. He really did it this time. <laughs> in Turag, you've done it again. <laughs> Uh, let me read you the little synopsis. After being discharged from the U.S. Army, cool guy Chadwick Gates, Elvis Presley, returns home to Hawaii. Following several years of strict military life, Gates wants nothing more than to hang loose and surf all day. His family pressures him to work for the family pineapple business. Much to the chagrin of the snobby mother, Angela Lansbury, Gates lands a job as a tour guide at the same company where his girlfriend, Miley Joan Blackman, also works. Wow, what a read. And hey, uh, just, just to be clear, uh, <laughs> oh, produced you. by Hal Wallace, screenplay by Hal Cantor. There you Two go. Two Hal's in the mix. I really love I love opening credits of this movie when it's like you're looking at Tropical Paradise and it's like written by Hal Wallace, produced yeah. by <laughs> Hal Cantor. All these Hal's that have lever, ne- never left their offices in Studio City in their life. <laughs> I love that how a movie like this in the 60s has those big, long titles at the beginning. And then when the movie ends, nothing. not watching credits. We did that. Folks, we we did that. We did it. Get out of the theater. Walk out. It's like the time I actually accidentally went to a Mommy and Me movie of um, (laughs) Bridesmaids. It was at 11 in the morning. And it was the lights were on halfway. (laughs) Yes. And it was uh, parents and their babies. So they could watch movies. You were the only one not breastfeeding. Right. And when the movie was over, no creds, lights up, we're out of there. Uh, but, but, but you got to pay tribute to the people who worked so hard to make the film. I know, and I probably missed a good blooper reel. Yeah, Mike, what if somebody stops you and says, who was the best boy on Bridesmaids? <laughs> I don't know. That toddler sucking on the teat. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned a mommy and me in screen- screening, and this was not a mommy and me screening, but... One time I saw, me and Jessica saw Paranormal Activity 3 at the Highland Park Theater. Mm. And I'm watching. Now that's a film. That's a film. And this was back when they used to do their $4 Tuesday matinees. Oh, yeah. And I was, and that, little did I know, of course, that becomes like a high school scene. So it was packed with uh, teenagers. But Mm. then it was packed with just like a lot of people. Like weekday during the school year, very full screening, kids coming and going and stuff. But Paranormal Activity, scary movie, right? And mm. then I hear a baby cry, and mm. I think that it's the baby in the movie. Mm. No, it's a baby <laughs> in the movie theater. And then later I hear a second baby cry. There are two moms that brought their babies to a horrifying d- demon movie. Yikes. 
Now, here's the thing. Here's a question for you guys. The baby, cognitively, is not going to understand the stuff on screen. It's just not. But do you think that babies, the little sponges that they are, mm. are, are sensing the terror of 200 terrified people around them? Ooh, maybe. Yeah, I think it's a. They're not going to follow the, the the Bible verses that say what demon that is, but they're going to know that it's a weird, <laughs> scary room with a bunch of adults going. Ugh! Don't, folks, don't bring your kids to paranormal activity. Or, in our experience, Ted. Yeah, that's right. That's no good. Saw Ted too there, or just regular Ted. Regular Ted. Yeah, and it was a really hot day, so everyone was. Finding cool, cool shelter in the movie theater. But like and this, little kids running up and down the aisle. Little Ted. kids, people like sitting in the aisles. It was so packed because everyone just wanted to like get cool. Any babies? Uh, loads. Loads of babies. Was there? I yes. Know, I was too interested in my popcorn. Where is this popcorn from? It's delicious. Did you put jalapenos on it? I don't think they had them there at the time. Hey, speaking of popcorn, let's get back to the film at hand, huh? The popcorn Yeah, what movie. is this turning into the Orville Redenbacher cast? I want to I want to call out the first <laughs> shot of this goddamn movie. Did you guys recognize that? Oh, Diamond shot? Head, oh, baby. Diamond, Diamond Head, we were there. Head, we were right there looking at that motherfucker. I noticed Diamond Head, and I also noticed the big banyan tree that's over by the Duke uh, surf statue. I noticed Diamond Head, and I noticed Edith Head did the costumes. Hmm. No. Yeah? Come on. She was right there in the opening credits. That's great. Um, okay, so, uh, Jeff, you make a good point. Diamond Head, Waikiki. Folks. We were just there. That, 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 but but that, that's why we're doing this movie, because this is an Elvis movie. So by definition, this is a stupid movie. Well, thank like you very much. Uh, well, you like, I just said it was a stupid movie, and you thanked me? Uh, he knows what he's doing. How? <laughs> he knows what he's doing. I you, know, you know how Elvis eventually was going like, how? And doing like karate kicks on stage in Vegas. Yeah. There's, mm. there's little touches that in this movie when he's like in the car trying to have a uh -huh. little rock and roll time, he's going, how? I know there were little Kung Fu moments and I was like, what is, uh, is this a thing? I mean, I was yeah. like, did this start this early? And I think he was actually just trying to call the writer over to the set. He was like, how? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The screenwriter and the producer both came running. How? Do you think we could uh, shorten this line? <laughs> Folks, if you haven't noticed, this is a follow-up to last week's Blue Hawaii. It's the namesake of the drink oh, we covered last week. That's, <laughs> that's what's right. going on here. So, so you guys have not seen, had not seen. Not seen. I, I, I've seen this movie many, many, many times, but I warned you it's dumb shit, but it's, I watch it in the same way that it's It's wild. Like, it's crazy. You guys, have you seen White Christmas? No, uh, no. No. White Christmas, everyone knows the name. Everybody mm -hmm. knows the song. I'm the movie, <laughs> White Christmas, is a terrible, bloated movie with a terrible plot. And it's on Netflix. You guys should watch it. I kind of, I like to put it on every December in the background because it's like, yeah, I'm watching White Christmas while I have a, a nog party. But, <laughs> but uh, same kind of thing with this. I watched this movie, you know, me and Jessica are big Hawaii heads. I watched mm. this movie uh, around the time I first went to Hawaii and I just like the technicolor, and that's why I've told you guys about it. I, I like the the visual when it when it first starts. That that technicolor seventy millimeter beautiful diamond head, and that's that's why I like about this movie. Elvis sucks as an actor. This is the worst script <laughs> anyone. No, you could never write a worse script if you tried. Uh, and the songs are all over the place. But visually, put this on as like a screensaver and have a few mai tais. It's very nice to look at. Yeah. Um, yeah, it is very nice to look at. Uh, 
But you just said something in there, Tim, that made me think of something, and I lost it. Was it something very insightful that I said? Mm. No. Yes, yes, it was. (laughs) Well, here's what I was trying to get back to. You mentioned Diamond Head. There was other – there were – I think there were other kind of things throughout, but the main – that little beach where Elvis hangs out at on his little shack and his little diving board, Mm -hmm. I I went there once, and it's just right on the other side of Diamond Head. Uh, We Ah. didn't get to go on our trip, but – I see. When you you pass that, you go into the suburbs, and if you go to the beach, there's a little cove. Damn. Are you guys – are you guys Elvis fans? I was going to say that this was my first – exposure to Elvis in any real way. Right. I, his, I know his, his, his hit songs and yeah, I've never seen an Elvis movie. Yeah, before. I feel I, I feel like I've culturally absorbed him, but this is the first right. time I've ever sat down and like watched an Elvis thing. It, it wow. made me want to get into like the how he like aged and stuff like that because that's more yeah, because crazy to me that he'd like, you know, the drug addiction stuff and how big he got was crazy popular. I mean, yeah, I watched this uh, on uh, Apple. I rented it on iTunes or whatever, and then right after, I watched a trailer for another. I saw he has another movie called Paradise Hawaii Style, mm-hmm. and I clicked on that and watched the trailer. And that was more like late sixties, and he's like getting kind of chubby and pilled out, and looks kind of sweaty and dazed. And yeah, it's fast. His his life is is fascinating, and he he. Uh, went down a dark road real fast. But the timeline of this movie, this is 1961. So mm-hmm. 1955 would have been, he's, you know, dancing on Ed Sullivan and he's like the guy and 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 has a reign of like the late 50s is like Elvis time. And then he makes this transition into movies. And like historically, the kind of thing is like his movie career didn't take off. He wanted to be Brando. He wanted to be, James Dean. Don't we Interesting. all want to be James Dean? I thought this whole thing was just like, yeah, be in a movie so you're more popular and you can sell more records. Like, just just like a, you're going to be in everything just to get your face out there. Not that he wanted to actually do a good job. Well, I think I think it's both. I think it's that the the he wanted to be a legit movie star, but I think the the studio system just plugged him in to be like, yeah, we'll take a few of your songs, plug them in mm-hmm. a movie, dumb script, crank, crank it out. Mm-hmm. So he's, he made like 20 movies that are all really shitty. And he was uh, frustrated that he didn't get to ever do, not that he's a good actor or he deserved, <laughs> deserved any yeah. better. But um, as a, a Jeff, you asked if we're Elvis fans, I have a funny thing where I, I love, I've made it known to the world, even on this very blowout, <laughs> That I mm. love Bruce Springsteen. The world is right. listening. Yes. The the dancing American singer man for me is Bruce. Yep. And sure. I still don't like my my parents will give me like Elvis, like an sure. Elvis alarm clock. And and, and, and like, in look, general. I'm sure I'm sure Bruce loves Elvis, but you're like, no, nah, I draw the line. Yeah. Bru- Bruce does love Elvis. I like I, when I was I told you guys I was a oldies kid. I was more into uh, the Rich, Richie Valens, of course, and, and uh, the Ventures. Of course. But I, I did uh, – I, I love Elvis's music, and I, I think that all those – well, I mean, there's a crazy thing in – speaking of this movie, like one of the best Elvis songs ever is that um, I Can't Help Falling falling in Love With oh, You. Yeah. Yeah. Is that called Fools Rush In, or is that just the name of the movie that, that was – That was the name of the movie. I think it's called Falling In Love With You. I didn't know, like, there, there are so many of these songs, and I always think of Elvis as being such a creation that I was like, well, none of these are Elvis songs. He's just like, he's Britney Spears, as far as I'm concerned. 
Right. Like, he, he, uh, he, were these he's originals? Not, he doesn't, no, he never wrote anything like... like um, but he, was he the first performer of like that song? Or was that a standard? Yes, this is the first... That song, which is a great song, um, it's... And his performance of it is really good, but uh, it's there was like an old traditional song with no words called I think called like Aura Lee or something like that. That's the melody, mm. kind of the way that like simple gifts. Or, yeah. Anyway, that melody existed, but this is this the, the where this song comes from was was this movie, and it's so weird because it's a really good song and a really good vocal performance, but the. You could where they shoehorned it into this plot is crazy. He sings it to the old granny, <laughs> to he his was, girlfriend's grandmother. To, he, well, while his girlfriend is right there, yeah, his girlfriend is like, "Here's my grandma," and he gives her a music box, and he's like, "Wise men say," oh, and, it's like, and he's looking her dead in the fucking eye too. It's, yeah, I it's he not would, like, like start uh, turning to the girlfriend. She's like, "Oh, that's nice." No, afterwards, he's like, "My gr- my grandma really liked when you sang that song to her." Yeah. Like, well, no I shit. think I'm gonna go on a date with her. <laughs> Well, uh, before we get too far, can I, I'm gonna, I just want to cover the very beginning because I didn't know anything about Elvis. And when Elvis shows up in this movie, his girlfriend is going to the airport to pick him up from the army. Speeding around. Speeding around. Speeding around Waikiki. She looked kind of like me in that little red uh, convertible, huh? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. And a cop pulls her, pulls her over and is like, hey. And she's like, well, I'm picking up Chaz or Chad or whatever his fucking name is. That cop, by the way, is th- possibly the worst acting I've ever oh seen my in my God. life. It's very, this is full of very funny old-timey acting. And he's like, well, I'll take you there, honey. Let's go. And then, <laughs> so they get there. The plane stairs come down. And Elvis is standing right there making out with the, with oh, the stewardess. And he's blowing the joke because he's... His eye line is staring right at Maylee yeah. uh-huh. from the start. Like, <laughs> I, I felt like that'd be really fun to, like, catch him unawares making out with this girl. But he's like, he kind of ruins it himself. Yeah, like. that that was crazy how he, like, is making out with the girl. And then he goes down to meet, I'm, I'm going to say Miley. I thought that's how you pronounce it. Is, it. Yeah, Miley. Miley. Oh, it is? Okay. Uh, it's spelled Maylee, I think. But so he... Then goes down to talk to her. She's like, "Oh, I'm not talking to you. you you're getting on, getting on with that girl." And he, he so quickly is just like, "She meant nothing. You're the girl for me. I've been away for two years." And she's like, "Oh, you're right." <laughs> and then he sings his whole first big song. Oh is my like, god! I, I I was almost always true to you. So uh, it's like the joke of the song is that he cheated on her for two years. Yeah, and she's cool with it. By the way. I- I like this. I, I think this is good. I think this is, uh, I was interested in this from the jump. I thought this was like, I think of Elvis as being so detached from like any normal timeline uh-huh. that when I, when I see him in this movie and he's actually like this lover boy cad, I was very entertained by that. So from the jump, I was like, okay, this is kind of a funny thing. We're going to see a bit of a sex comedy here. That's fun. Yeah, but on his terms only. Who cares? He's, he's fun. He's cool. We love Elvis. Hey, did I get tired of it as the movie went along? Yes, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, 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 the plot, like, never, Jesus Christ, they didn't know what to make this movie about, but you could feel the impetus, the idea behind it is like, what if Elvis is the cool guy, king of the island? I feel like when they start to get serious, maybe they were emulating, like, a rebel without a cause or, or something like that, but... Um, it's meant to just be, yeah, I think they were like a movie where it's just like, oh, Chadwick's home. Hey, Chad. Oh, Chad, you're the king. Well, everybody loves you. <laughs> oh, just funny that his whole thing is like, I want to make my own career. I don't want to have a, I don't want my daddy's business. And it's like, uh, I don't know that that's the, the coolest guy thing is that you're a little 
spoiled silver spoon kid. Uh, right. Who does then use his dad's business? Like he basically teams up with his dad in just a different, like he's the tour guide and brings his dad's company guys out. Yeah. Yeah, but he's a tour guide. Hey. Yeah. Hey, but he's doing those things. How? Look over there. A palm tree. How? <laughs> How? How? <laughs> it's funny. He first comes home and he's just like, I just want to surf, baby. Yeah. And then he eventually does go back. When they went to that little surf shack, he kept, he was winging uh, Miley around like, he was like, we're going over here. No, come on, let's go over here. We're going to run here. And they're like just, tackling in the water. He's just like moving her around the whole beach. Yeah. And he picks her up and he's like, I'm going to throw you in the sand. <laughs> <laughs> You know, he's got like a Tom Cruise vibe of like a huge star who's detached from the world. But I was thinking that too. I noticed how much he he pulls on her arm too hard multiple times and pulls her to the ground. And then like when he kisses her, her, he's too forceful. And then when he picks up that little dog, he picks a dog yeah. up by the arms. Like you would never, like no human would ever touch a dog that way. Yeah, it was. He just, I was like, he, I think this guy doesn't touch people like- I think he has like a, a hang up about physical contact. And then maybe he got so famous that it's like been six years and he's been surrounded by security guards or something. Yeah. But yeah, I don't sure, know. I'll just touch the dog that way. That's not hurting his uh, front <laughs> legs. I'll pick him up by his penis. Hey. How? <laughs> I just love that it's funny. He's clearly a grown man. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's being like bullied by his mom, Angela Lansbury. <laughs> She was crazy in this. Who's <laughs> like Sarah Lee? And it's like it's his dad's pineapple business, but his dad clearly seems more okay with Elvis doing his own thing. Uh-huh. Angela Lansbury is the one who's just like my son. He's got to come to this thing, and he's got to go over here. And you're looking at this guy who's clearly like in his 30s, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, am I wrong? And he's I, like, I think he's 26. Holy shit! Really? But he's having a lot of pills, Jeff. Yeah, I guess he's he's just broad-shouldered and he's got swinging hips. So Nothing wrong with as, being broad-shouldered with uh, swinging hips. Come on. Yeah. Oh, hey, swinging hips. Tim's swinging side to side right now. But, like, it does feel ah. weird to see, like, to see Elvis get bullied by Angela Lansbury for, like, 45 minutes. Well, I think weirder than that is that she calls the husband daddy all the time. Yeah. What, daddy. The, what is strange? If you were going to write a movie about Hawaii and a cool guy in Hawaii, the last thing you should do is have these, like, southern... This Southern plantation mom <laughs> is like a character out of uh, Gone with the Wind and like, you know, racist shit with the butler is named Ping Pong and oh it's, it's God, like yeah. an awful stereotype. And this shit that's like, why, why would you ever, even at the time, it's not a thing that's like, oh, well, it was a different time. It was like, this is a terrible idea in 1961. And I read that Angela Lansbury said, that's her only film role that she's like embarrassed by and that she wishes she didn't oh, do. Oh, wow. no way. She said she took a big swing. They told her to be a spoiled Southern belle and she overdid it. And she said like, she can't watch the movie. <laughs> Did you, uh, two things about Angela Lingerie. One, I thought it was very funny that when he d- finally does go back to his mom, like five days later or whatever, um, there's this incident with the garden hose in the front yard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And uh, she's like, my son's home from the war. I haven't seen him in years. And she steps out and the garden hose is going crazy. So she doesn't go <laughs> hug him. <laughs> she's, yeah. like, she's like, oh, my son, Chad. And then, oh, I might get spritzed. That was one of those stage acting things where like the butler just couldn't get a hold of that wild hose. And it was like, well, that's like the easiest thing to just like point it away from somebody. Yeah. There's there's a big disconnect between the jokes that were scripted and then the way that they the director directed them where it's like mm-hmm. this this is this is lifeless. 
Yeah. It's funny to be like, oh, we're going to do a hose gag. But at the same time, you have this mom who's supposedly like an overbearing, like almost like Oedipal mom. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. that mom, that mom would do anything to get to that son. This, this like little hose gag is a, doesn't play. <laughs> well, we're, it's, it's a strange, like we're supposed to hate her. I, I mean, I think we're supposed to be laughing, but like she is like this, like, um, she mentions like, aren't they like related to Stonewall Jackson or something? Or she, she's like, Oh. An antebellum lady. So even in 1961, we're supposed to be watching and being like, yuck, like this lady's bad. Uh, so then why give her so many jokes and so many lines? She's like, she's supposed to be a buffoon or something. I don't know. But uh, you, I know Angela Lansbury from Murder, She Wrote, sure. which was only, I want to say an 80s show. So maybe only... Maybe only 20 years later than this, because I was going to say like, oh, she didn't really age, but I guess 20 years is appropriate. Mm. But when I watched Murder, She Wrote over like my parents' shoulders or whatever, I thought it was my grandmother. (laughs) (laughs) Really? You thought your grandmother was solving mysteries or was acting in a mystery show? Was was an actor on television. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. When I was like, when I was like five or I don't know, eight, <laughs> 10, 11, 12. I don't know. I thought my grandmother was moonlighting as Angela Lansbury. That's I funny. still think that about your grandmother. <laughs> they look the same. They have like, they had like a, a red poof of hair and, um, you know. Angela Lansbury's character, Sarah Lee has a line that's when Elvis is like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I think after the first meeting, I'm not going to be around here for this type of stuff. I'm doing my own thing. And he leaves. And she's like, he didn't even give his mama some good night sugar. And then the husband, the husband, the Angela Lansbury and the husband hated each other, it seemed. Yeah. And <laughs> the husband goes, Sarah Lee, there are times when I could wring your fool neck. It's <laughs> 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 like, yo, okay. That's their idea of the joke. That's this weird thing, too, where it's like, isn't she hateable, folks? And we're like, yeah, but we don't want her to be ch- choked. <laughs> yeah. But it wasn't even like a joke. It was just like, I could wring your neck. And, and it, it, he didn't, it just like the scene fades out. It was like, oh, that's how we're ending that. <laughs> um, well, I did think it took a, a little bit of a turn for the better when he goes to the travel agency. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, first of all, he has the idea to go to the travel agency and he just bolts up from the picnic and leaves his girl there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just like, I have an idea. And he runs off. I, I like Elvis being like kind of adult. That's, that's funny. Mm-hmm. But then you meet the guy and I was a little confused cause we're saying Chadwick, the whole movie, like Chadwick, Chadwick. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, there's this movie, Mr. His boss at the, at the tourist place is Mr. Chapman. Yeah. And I was like, well, in Screenwriting 101, they would tell you, like, change that fucking name. Make him Mr. (laughs) Doyle or whatever. So we're not hearing Chapman and Chadwick. Also, did you guys think about how weird it is that, like, they named this character Chad, but now in, like, 2021, the name Chad is used to describe a guy kind of like me, like a a Tim type of like Oh, yeah. Yeah, actually, it's very good. I thought they were referring to hanging Chads. I thought it was more of that type of Chad. (laughs) That would have been more 2000 (laughs) election. I mean... It is funny that in Blue Hawaii, Chad is a Chad. He's a, he's, he's, a, he's, he's the a, archetypal he's, Chad. Chad the Man, Chad. It couldn't be where that came from, but that is very applicable. But it probably is. He's like yeah. a waspy, yeah. like a, a big college boy kind of vibe. Uh, in that scene where he where Elvis goes to the uh, Mr. Chapman for the first time, uh there's a line he's like, they're only, they're not only, he's wearing the lays around his neck, Mr. Chapman. He's like, they're not only decorative, but they keep my neck warm. 
And Elvis like really breaks there. The kind of the whole scene, he's yeah. like kind of like thinks the whole thing is funny, which I like that he's just like, well, I don't even know what this scene is. <laughs> I saw that like, too. That guy is making some big like sudden movements, and Elvis yeah. is kind of looking at the camera like, oh, hey, how is this guy okay? Uh, he keeps like jumping back. <laughs> but I, I did laugh. That was maybe like the one joke that I laughed at out loud at is. These are not only with the lays. These are not only decorative, but they keep my neck warm. It just felt like like it's like not a jokey joke. It's just a stupid thing to say. Well, I feel yeah. like that guy they cast like I don't know who that is, but they cast a a comedy actor. That's like the Rowan Atkinson of his day, and he's he's in there like having a fun yeah, time. I recognize him. He's definitely somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when when uh, Miley goes back to talk to him later in the movie, doesn't he all of a sudden seem very dumb about everything? Yes. Like he's. He wasn't that stupid. Like, he's getting ideas wrong that she's saying. He's, like, taking words to mean different things. Yeah, like, he wasn't doing that earlier, I don't bumbling think. By the by the end. Yeah. Um, maybe they cut a scene where he had his brain removed. <laughs> well, they do t- turn him into kind of the bad guy at the end, mm-hmm. or at one point. So maybe that was just like, oh, he's dumb now because he's bad. Right. All right, and then we get into, like, the back half or two-thirds of the way through this movie, and my notes devolve into, this is interminable. Who is this for? There are multiple of these. (laughs) I I can't believe how hard up people were for entertainment back then. Yeah. That they could just have we look, we have a camera. We're in Hawaii. We have Elvis. And this is just going to keep going. Yeah. Dude, they just cranked him out because, again, I've seen this like many, many times and I still can't follow the plot because you could feel that they. They're trying to string it along with the songs and the songs were shoehorned in. But that's always the thing with Elvis movies where like uh, King Creole is his is a is a New Orleans movie like a Louisiana movie. (laughs) And 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 he has there's a there's a bunch of them like like they all so many of his titles are like a place and a genre of music and then go, you know, and they (laughs) just like they get the same dudes to write the songs and they get the same director to shoot it. And it was just like, uh factory and it didn't occur to them that they should make a good movie they just needed to have another elvis movie every six months <laughs> should we do this one well just do it do it well why would we do that don't do it well do it now but <laughs> with the songs there's certain songs i do like um but but i and then uh some of them are absurd but but i i, I could feel this thing of like I think they separately, like there was the the log line for the movie and then the songwriters went and wrote the songs and then the screenwriter went and wrote the plot and then they didn't really like sync up because it's like, he'll be like driving in a car with teenage girls he's taking on a tour and it's daytime and they're driving and he's like, let's go on a moonlight <laughs> swim. And it's like, moonlight swim. It's, why? Why did you sing about that when it's daytime and you're in the in the car? The daytime walk. Um, but there's a song called Rockahula, Rockahula, Rock Rockahula, mm-hmm. and I love just how on on the nose that is. That it's like they were like Elvis in Hawaii, Blue Hawaii. Okay, great. Let's write yeah. a song for Elvis in Hawaii. So it's like rock. A hula. <laughs> it's just like proc is what he does. It's, they just wrote that song probably on day one. Rock a hula. Honestly, uh, I, I give them I give them props for just being one to one like that. Like, yeah, just do what you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I like rock a hula more than actually. You know, the song I love is "Eat Do Eat Like Teeth Are yeah. Out of Style." <laughs> eat, the song about the guy eating. I did like rewind. Like, are they talking about this guy just eating a lot? 
Ito, Ito is his friend who eats so much. And it feels like it was maybe scripted to be a big fat guy. Ito is large, but he's not fat. But then they make so many jokes about him eating. He's kind of like a muscle guy. Yeah, it seems like it's working out for him. I like that you brought up the uh, teenage girls aspect. Oh, yeah. At some point in the movie, he gets tasked with, as part of his uh, uh, tourism job, he takes around like a school teacher of sorts, a chaperone Mm -hmm. of sorts, Mm -hmm. and her four teenage girls that she's um, sort of chauffeuring around the island. Yeah. And one of them, I would, I would describe her as petulant. She's a stick in the mud. She's a stick in the mud. Mm. She's just not. Her, her name is Ellie, bratty, self-centered. Um, and it turns out pretty horny. Pretty horny for, uh, for Chad. Oh, yeah. For the E-man. She's a Lolita man. <laughs> it's a thing you don't see a lot in, like, a lot of movies, modern movies, where... The conflict of a scene is an underage girl trying to fuck a guy who's just like, whoa, get, get, get out of here. Yeah. And, and he's just in American like, beauty. It's so weird, though, because he goes straight into that movie thing of like, instead of being like, no, we can't hook up and I'm going to tell uh, like all the adults around here what's going on. He, he, he's like trying to hide her and it's like, oh, no, the teacher's coming and my girlfriend's <laughs> coming and I can't show him that this 17-year-old. Oh, it's like Elvis just... Just be an adult yeah. and tell them what went on. But like, I feel like that was for the for the American audiences of the time. They they had to have him be like, "Well, stop this shenanigans, but stay right there." Yeah, you know, they, uh, this this weird sort of like towing the line of titillating. Yeah. Um, that you know what's weird? Is I've heard an Elvis thing about like, um, of course, a guy like Elvis is like a famous ladies' man, and of course, there's like stories about like groupies and groupies and stuff. But then in one of his biographies. <laughs> I heard that like he had a thing with his entourage where it's like, oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where he wanted to star in uh, Queens Boulevard, I guess. Oh yeah, and Aquaman. Um, he would like they'd like pick groupies out of the audience and bring them to his hotel, and then like he would be in a hotel with a, like a girl, mm. and then it, it came out later in a biography that like a lot of the time he actually like wasn't even hooking up with the girl. This is like once he was, you know, full into his rock and roll, like heyday, he was just like sitting and watching TV, but he had this like ladies man image that he had like, Hey, y'all send a few girls up to my hotel room. Oh, wow. And Hey, you know what? That's the J man's policy for all you patrons out there. <laughs> that you can <laughs> hang out in your room. Mike shaking uh, his head in dismay. So <laughs> if you want Jeff to watch TV nope. while people speak, Guys included. Um, Harga Blarg, Mitch on the web. You're in, baby. But I heard this thing and then Jessica was like, no, you believe that? I don't believe. I think that that's the entourage covering. I think that he was, <laughs> that, that's another thing to be like, you know what? He sometimes <laughs> would just watch TV and it was like, mm, I don't know about that. But his <laughs> sexuality in the movie, like he, it's so weird to watch. You're right that I think he has to represent he has to like be cool and be a ladies' man. Yeah. But he's weirdly puritanical about like also like drinking. There's like a teetotaler element of this movie where yeah. right away he's like, um, in one of the first songs, he's like, I didn't have any wine. And then their parents have a drunk friend who's always like, Hey, you want a few pineapple tummy warmers? <laughs> and and their their and parents are drinking a lot too. Th- the parents are like drunks and, yeah. and we're we're like supposed to notice that and be like, oh, these drunk parents. And Elvis keeps saying, like, 
I'll stick to the pineapple juice. Thank you very much. <laughs> it's, so it's a weird. I'll thank you very much. And that's fine. I think it's cool that, that if, if Chadwick doesn't drink, but it's also a strange angle for this movie to be like anti-sex and anti-booze, but then be trying to be a cool movie. You it's know? because it's for teenage girls, man. Yeah. There, and there's a line too that I wrote down that the Elvis and the, the school teacher uh, chaperone like meet to like discuss how they're going to go on this little tour group. And she's like, do you think you could satisfy a school teacher and four teenage girls? It's like, what? Titillating. <laughs> what kind of line is that? It's titillating, right, for like, I guess for the teenage girl audience, it's like, ooh, that's me. I think I have, have a double meaning in my little head when I hear that. <laughs> well, also like, you know, obviously it was for the teenage girls of the time, the Elvis fans, but it's a little bit of wish fulfillment because Elvis is in these movies called like Girls, 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 or I don't know. Is that is that an Elvis movie? I feel yep. like I saw that. The people making this movie are not thinking about three middle-aged dudes in the year 2021. Middle-aged? Rea reacting Middle -aged. To How movie. dare We're you? We're 38. Middle-age is uh, 39, I think. <laughs> yeah. We're mid to late 30s, folks. <laughs> and I'm 24 and a half. Well, uh, us, at our age, I definitely don't think that when a 17-year-old is too horny, she just needs a spanking, and then she finally straightens Wow, that was Yo, crazy, too. Like, that, that she's like, no, and he's like... <laughs> and, he, and she's, like, crying and saying, no, 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 and the next scene, she's like, yes, thank you, that's all I needed, and now I'm a good girl. Oh, I, was like, I feel like some, some Burbank screenwriter was uh, kind of getting off to no, this. No, no, no. You guys are misinterpreting the art. Chadwick. You, you, you guys are being swayed by the artifice. That scene <laughs> oh, was about, she, this is a scene about a girl who said, my parents always send me away. I'm always going to this school and this vacation. Right. And nobody sure. cares about me. Uh, you know, nobody cared about me enough to even give me a spanking. And he said, and you know what? Chad stood up and he said, <laughs> he said, you know what? I'll, uh, if that's what it takes, I'll give you a spanking right now. And she was like, you wouldn't. And Chad took it upon himself to do the right thing. <laughs> and he took that teenage girl on the beach and he bent her over his knee and he swatted her a little butt. What a heartwarming well, good moment. I don't subscribe to that, Jeff. <laughs> I just don't subscribe to that idea. Hey, look, adults can disagree, Mike. Yeah. Uh, I guess yeah, if and if you just screw the more, I'm gonna come out there and spank you. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it so weird though that it's like that's we saw a weird scene in a weird movie that we like streamed, but mm. like when you think about this movie being made, just like the studio and the producers and the writer and the audiences and the critics, like everyone was on board for the climax of the movie is him sp spanking an underage girl. Yeah. It's spanking her straight. And it's like, no one gave the note like, Hey, regardless of, of our morals or feelings on it, like that is also just really dumb. And let's just think of a whole different plot for this movie. It lets you know right. you don't really have a movie on your hands. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you really don't. You really don't. But you've got a thought to look at. Hey, speaking of just zoning out and looking at the visuals, um, did you notice? I'm doing that a little bit myself right now. <laughs> hey, uh, you too. Oh, dude, you are. Are you high? I'm high as hell. Uh, I did a little. We were doing the Blue Hawaii, so I did a little Maui Waui weed. Oh, Mike. perfect. <laughs> Is that a real weed strain? Yes. yes. Maui Waui. Okay. That's all Pine I need to hear. Pineapple Express is real, too. And oh, so yeah. is Skywalker OG. <laughs> but what about my favorite? 
Shake. <laughs> yeah, shake, shake, is shake, real. shake, shake, shake. I'm like, oh, I just, I rolled a blunt of all of the fat, the dankest shake. Shake. <laughs> oh, that sticky, icky shake. Shake. Yeah. Um, well, this movie's. Hold on. Uh-huh. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, to, this is round, round two already. Yes, to the that's gentleman on the Zoom. I that's a pretty say. good. That's really good. That's it. Tim. If you, a foley artist ever is looking for a ding sound, I'd know where to send him. I've gotten some texts about that. Look, because I have this martini toothpick I use is heavy mm. steel, and mm. at the end of it, it has a martini shaker uh, charm. It it's almost looks heavy. like a polo mallet. It does look like a. Well, hey, I feel like Ralph Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Ralph Lorenzo. Um, no, I was going to go off on a cool thing about. Oh, locations. Um, yes. You you mentioned uh, Diamond Head and you mentioned another one. Did you guys happen to notice a certain hotel? The fucking... Royal? No, the Hawaiian village. When he goes and meets yes. the teacher, um, the, 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 the Hawaiian village hotel yep. uh, was in the movie. It was started by uh, Henry Kaiser... Of Kaiser Permanente fame. Right. So Ooh. at this time, it was just called the Hawaiian Village Hotel. And Harry Yee, uh, fucking inventor of the Blue Hawaii, was the bartender yeah. there. And he then, was? Oh, yes. oh I, thought you meant in the, I, well, I thought you meant in the movie. No, 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 no. Not yes, okay. in the film, but at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he invented the, the Blue Hawaii cocktail at that hotel bar in 1957. This movie is 1961. And then uh, right around that time... It then was bought by Hilton and became the Hawaiian Hilton that we fucking went to. The iconic yes, yes, place yes, that did. we visited was in, My God. in the movie. And then Whew. another oh, yeah. uh, shot in when, when Elvis is, uh, when Miley is at the travel agency and she brings Elvis in, in the background, I think it's fake, like rear projection, but you can see the international marketplace. Ah. Which was Ooh. owned by Don the Beachcomber and where he had opened up his second big Don the Beachcomber location and where Martin Denny used to play Exotica music and stuff. And we went there on our trip and it had kind of be turned into a mall. Um, <laughs> a mall. It was like a Sephora and stuff like that. We walked it through was like it. like a so, hot topic. And what I, I, ha- I made a note of the last cool location was when they go to Kauai and they go to the Coco Palms Hotel. Do you remember that one uh, at the end? It's where, it's where all the kind of like room-to-room farce is happening. Where, yeah, where yeah, yeah. On the bed and stuff like that. What a farce it was. Um, I went there one time. It's, it's all abandoned and overgrown by vines now, but I wanted to see it because um, that's the hotel where Doug Kenny was staying at when he died, when he like fell wow. off that ravine. And he had left all of his stuff at that hotel and there was like weird notes and like a Chevy Chase, I think had been hanging out with them and that type of shit. Yeah. But I wanted to see that. So I went with Jessica on our honeymoon and I crept around and it's so cool to go to an abandoned hotel. That's like, like my brother and sister have done that in the Catskills, like go to those old Catskills resorts and, and uh, crept around. But I went to the Cocoa Palms and it's like, you're kind of like going through you know they they fenced it off with chain link fences but it's all overgrown with vines and it was it's like a ruin Ooh, like mm. jurassic park if you want to go creep around a creepy spot folks <laughs> go creep around there <laughs> i do not you little creeps 
I know that the Patrons are freaky creepers. They're all fucking. Everyone's creeps. saying the Patrons are freaky creepers. I I disagree. The Patrons are good on my in my book. I love them. In my book too, dude. Yeah, I'm man. I'm working on a novel called the The Passion of the Patron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here was the last other note I had jotted down during the film. Did you notice who the technical advisor is? No, yes. of course not. No, his manager. Yes, Colonel Tom Parker. <laughs> I, I noticed that too. Parker. Was it Colonel Tom Parker? Yeah, Colonel Tom Parker is that infamous. He's not a colonel. He just made that up. Yeah, but he was Elvis's manager, and he like put it, his name on everything, and like pretty much trapped. I I think I read an article about how. At the peak of his fame, Elvis didn't tour outside of America, and it was because Colonel Tom, like, didn't have a passport or something like that. He's like, <laughs> he ruled this poor, dumb, handsome guy with an iron yeah. fist. That's so funny that it's just like technical advisor. What would that mean? He just movie? is on set, or probably not even on set. Just like, yeah, put me on that as whatever I can get away with the title, whatever title I can get away with. Damn. Have you heard about Elvis's crazy deal with? Uh, uh, publishing rights when he covered a song. Mm-mm. They talk about this. At the, there's a museum in Nashville where Dolly Parton tells the story, but basically Colonel Tom Parker had come up with this insane contractual thing for Elvis, where if he covered someone's song, mm-hmm. he thought he was so great and so famous that he then would own, he wanted to own the song afterwards. Like mm-hmm. not just the recording he sang, but he wanted to be the owner of the publishing rights of the lyrics and music. Yeah. So, um, Colonel Tom approached Dolly Parton uh, when Dolly was not yet hugely rich, uh, just starting out. And Colonel Tom said, Elvis wants to cover I Will Always Love You. Mm. And mm-hmm. and Dolly was like, oh, my God, I, Elvis is like a god to me. Yes, 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 I want to do it. And they're like, well, here's the thing. If, if Elvis covers your, your song, he owns it. You're not going to get any of the money ever again. He'll own the song, the publishing for the rest of the time. And Dolly tells this story where it's like she like cried all night and thought it over but had to own her music. And she turned Elvis down. Woo! Awesome. And the awesome. happy ending of that story is fucking Bodyguard. Whitney Houston covers the song. Dolly keeps the publishing, makes $30 million. Ooh. Yeah. And that's great. That's the best. <laughs> well, like, you know, you know, it's weird for like and, the And also on top of it all, finally, don't forget. That's great. And Costner just smiling, smiling, smiling. <laughs> well, it's smiling. funny for the for like the the climax of the thing to be like, and she made all that money, but it's like it's true. It's it's more about the ownership than the money. It it feels dirty to be like, and she made X amount of money, but it's like, no. She made that amount of impact. She made that right. amount and, of money. And that's like, that's just how we like quantify ownership. But you're totally right. Like she's an artist who owned her art and it's way better than there would have been some dumb Elvis song that's like, and I will always love you. And it would have been cheap and stupid. Probably would have sold very well too. I wonder if she's the, uh, if that's the original NFT. Hmm. Oh, wow. If you think about Michael, it. Michael, we had promised each other off pod that we're we'd never make an NFT. We're not doing NFTs. We're not doing that. We're not doing it. Uh, speaking of things we're not going to do, I was going to make a kind of like a joke about a certain area of Dolly Parton's uh, anatomy. Tim. 
I wouldn't. I, should, wouldn't. I shouldn't do it? I wouldn't. No. And do you guys know what I would say, or do you have no idea? I know exactly what you say. I've heard it all before, Tim. I don't think... She I say you shouldn't do it, not because of... feet. Yeah. Fine. Great. <laughs> well, what are our final thoughts on Blue Hawaii? Interesting to watch. It's a funny fuck around. Uh, it's just one of those movies you watch, and a lot of the time you're like, this got made? Okay. I think it's it's a background movie. You're having a tiki night. It's the summer 2021. Mm-hmm. You got a bunch of slob heads over in, in uh, to your place, and you're mixing them up some, you know, <sighs> zombies. Mm-hmm. Put this movie on with the volume off. Then go to Spotify and play some Martin Denny or some Jerry Bird. But this movie is just sort of in the back. You're projecting it in your backyard. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. you got to admit, Elvis wears some cool shirts. Yeah. And, and and there's a cool rock wall bar and there's there's a, a cool like the wedding scene where they're floating on a river and there's palm mm. trees. It's it's a visually stimulating. The plot is garbage. It didn't do anything cool. And you know what we should watch, which is better, is Garfield in Paradise. Have you guys ever seen Garfield yeah. in Paradise? <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. I think so. I love Garfield in Paradise. We should I mean, we'll do an episode. I, like I that. would even put this on like you're you're right as a background movie, but I would even say sound on. Oh. There are some cool scenes when when Elvis first shows up, that's like a funny scene. There are some there are some good musical numbers. And then also I did kind of like the uh the madcap sort of after hour scene where he's hiding girls in his room. They all kind of kind of come piling in and it's a classic like farce of uh we get it, Jeff. you like the girls in the movie hey. got it. you've got, you've got a crush on these women from 70 years ago <laughs> how funny yeah. of you know the the scene where he gets in a a fight with the drunk guy and then he goes yes to, to much like ito eats like teeth are going are out of style there's a song with a weird <laughs> thing that's he's in jail and you could you can tell the whole reason they shoehorn the scene is in so that he could sing the song that's like, I'm a kissing cousin to a ripe pineapple. I'm in the can. Yeah, yeah. And they're so pleased that it's like, I'm in the can as in in jail and a pineapple is in a <laughs> can. I never knew what kissing cousin meant. Yeah, Jeff, what's a kissing cousin? Why are you asking me? Seems like a thing you'd know. It's got it's got kiss in the name. You're horny. <laughs> <laughs> it means uh, I don't know. I think it's a euphemism for like yeah, you know, I'm I'm almost like this thing. Yeah, I, I that's what I think too. It's like uh, very close. Those are similar. Like, hey, I don't. I didn't have any um, uh, uh, of this liqueur. Can I substitute that? Those Angostura bitters. Yeah, yeah. They're kissing cousins. Sure, sure. Okay. And hey, by the way, I reg- I regret this. Uh, I'm I'm not going to be the horny guy saying I like the bedroom farce. That that was the only scene with a premise to come around for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the plot that you so loved. Oh yes, yes, I loved the ratcheted tension. Oh, it wasn't <laughs> that you liked those coeds and their slinky underthings. <laughs> 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 yeah, admit uh, it. Right. You're aroused right now. <laughs> Speaking of slinky <laughs> underthings, can we end this podcast so I can go to bed? 
Yeah, hold right, on. Me and Jeff, right. have, we're going to do another Zoom later where I tell him about Slinky under things and he gets off. <laughs> hey, hey, these were supposed to be our final thoughts. Slinky what happened? Things. Or a good, uh, uh, that sounds like a, uh, <laughs> that sounds like a, an Austin Powers character. Slinky, Slinky under, under things. things. Well, that does it for Blue Hawaii. Now, are you ready for the quiz? Wow, I feel like we haven't done a quiz yeah. yet. King's Age, Elvis the King. Yeah. yeah. How? That's right, folks. It's the Musicians on Screen quiz. <laughs> da, 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 da. I'm loving oh, it. Oh, fun. Brought to you by McDonald's. Yes, of course. Uh, are you getting paid for that, though? Uh, no, but you two should be. I, I, I wavered. I waved. Waved my rights. So these are, uh, you know, some familiar faces. Familiar faces from the radio that you might find <laughs> on the screen. Okay. Zazu. Yes. Yes. The perfect, perfect <laughs> logic. Yes. Number one. Huh. So what, what, are we, what are we? What are we supposed to do? <laughs> are you giving us the movie and we guess the singer? You got to guess the uh, the actor musician. I could I couldn't have been more clear. I feel like this okay. is a no brainer, <laughs> guys. No, you said you talked a lot about radios. And <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So these are all. These, so okay, you're going to okay, give okay. us the movie and, and, and slinky <laughs> under things. Yes. Maybe, maybe I'm I, a little. Buzzed. I'm going to give you. I'm going to. I'm going to give you a quizzical little riddle. Oh, okay. I like that. <laughs> and yeah. then, and then he's like a Cheshire cat. That I like. That I like. Yes, yes. And then you will identify the musician turned actor. Oh, I love it. Ah. We love it. This is fun. Let's do it. Now this is one where you can't blurt. You got a buzz. Oh, shit. And I'm going to buzz by saying mahalo. Michael? I'm going to buzz by saying how. Okay. Okay. I actually, I'm going to change mine. I'm also going to say how. Okay, so either of you can say how. Okay. How. Number one. Though perhaps best known for his role as a has-been rocker, this dude went on to play Blake. How? Tim. Jeff Bridges... Incorrect. Though perhaps what? best known for his role as a has-been rocker, this dude went on to play Blade's mentor, Whistler, an aging vampire hunter. Oh, from the movie Blade. The, the Wesley Snipes film Blade. And he's dude. Dude is something. Uh, no, because as I said Je uh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, and it was Jeff not Bridges, dude, so. yeah. Oh, patrons are just screaming at their fucking phones right now. Well, you know, I don't. I, I'm not so familiar with the Blade Averse. Uh, if this was, if we were talking about Endgame, I recently watched Endgame. Oh well, I'll give you. I'll give you a small. Is hint. dude is dude a hint, Jeff? No, I mean it's just that he's a dude. Oh, oh, oh he's a man. I'll give you the the very top, though perhaps best known for his role. As a has-been rocker, you could say that his star was maybe born. <gasps> Ladies and gentlemen, how? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bradley Cooper. No, no, the other one. Sam Elliott. No, keep going. Dig deeper, my friend. Oh, um. Yes, 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 good. yes, good. we all Jeff, know, good. yes, yes, good, good, good. This is number one, damn. Jackson Maine. No, no. 
ain't lying. Cause I don't lie. <laughs> and that's my alibi. That's a good song. What what's happening? Well, A Star is Born was made many times, correct? I know, and I can't it's the one with uh it's one that from the seventies who the guy is named Not Jefferson. Kenny Loggins? No. Who? Not Jefferson, but Dutton. Dutton. Blank blank Offerson. Jesus Chris Christ. Oh, Chris Christopherson. Okay. All right, my <laughs> blank blank Offerson. <laughs> Not Jefferson. And that's my alibi. <laughs> Mike, you barely got that fucking point, dude. So wait a second. What you're singing is a Chris Christopherson song from the old Star Wars. No, he's all no, mixed I'm up. singing Don't Jackson Maine. Don't let him confuse you. Um, all right. I got, I got a, a fact, okay, uh, which okay. is, do you, you mentioned Chris, uh, a, a singer named Chris. Do you know the name Christopher Cross? Mm-hmm. Um, he's a uh, a singer songwriter guy. Yeah, he did sailing. Yes, it's like a yacht, he's a the, yacht the yacht rocker. Yes, he's a yacht rock guy, '70s soft rock guy. I listen to a lot of uh, Sirius XM thirty two, the bridge, mellow sounds of the '70s. <laughs> and they play him a lot. Um, he's got a great voice, and it's, he's soft rocker. Uh, uh, someday, look him up. He he looks like Mitch, uh, Mike Mitchell. He look he's like a he's like a big bearded like a big uh, mm. uh, a guy that does not and and hey Mitch also has that silver tongued voice. Take me away. I picture like a Kenny G fella. Oh, Ken G. I picture a little shrimper. I collaborated with Kenny G on uh, a Netflix special for Michael Bolton one time. So it all kind of makes sense. I was there. I wrote the sketch. Here we go. Jeff, move on. Oh, how? Number two. Before appearing in Beaches and the First Wives Club, this musician played Janice. Timothy. Damn it. Bette Midler. Yes, exactly right, yeah. Timothy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read Timmy takes it home, just so Every everybody time. knows. Before appearing in Beaches and the First Wives Club, this musician played Janis Joplin in her 1979 film acting debut, The Rose. Wow, damn debut! And she sang and acted as Janis. Ah, to be or not to be. Number three. While her singing is second to none, this foxy dream girl ain't much of an actress. Um, Beyonce? Oh, hell, Beyonce. Michael, you have it because you buzzed in properly. This is the blowout. This is a fun party podcast, and you guys are being stickler dorks. Timmy, gonna follow the rules. I will never. I'm a renegade. I'm much like Chadwick. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Number four, this gender-bending rocker. How? Pl- David Bowie. Timothy, you guys. Was it the labyrinth? This gender-bending rocker portrays Nikola Tesla in this genre-bending film, The Prestige. Oh, a movie I like. Me too. Tim, you see The Prestige? Oh, no, I never Chris knew Nolan. that. I never, I never knew that. I, you know what's funny? I remember the night you guys watched that, and just for no reason, I just like didn't. You guys were upstairs watching, and I just went downstairs, and I had nothing to do. I just didn't watch the movie, and, <laughs> and like afterwards, I remember like credits rolling. I walked back upstairs, and you guys were like, "That was great," and I was like, "Ah, fuck!" Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you should have watched it, Tim. Where, where were you? What did you do? And 
I just sat in a chair and stared at the wall. No, he was fucking reading some book about comedy. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and that's why I'm so steeped in its tradition. <laughs> <laughs> Jealous. You really, really turned it right back on me. <laughs> okay, number five. Oh, why is he so steeped in its tradition? No, number five. <laughs> okay, number five. Before appearing in one of NBC's biggest hits, before playing herself in Entourage, even before her walk to remember, this former teen starlet was... How? Mandy Moore. Timothy. Wow. Yeah, baby. What does, is Walk to Remember one of her songs? It's her first movie. big movie. Oh, okay. But it, I was I was gonna say, hey, the guys, this is good. This is good for Patron shit, you know. I'm saying, before appearing in one of NBC's biggest hits, before playing herself in Entourage, even before her walk to remember, this former teen starlet was born in the same hospital as Jeff. No, no. Oh, we should let you get the the whole question out because it's too it, late for that. You're just Michael. doing them twice, and you're gonna have to edit some stuff. It's too late, baby. It's just too late. <laughs> Do you think that it's possible that in the delivery room they accidentally switched the babies and you were supposed to have the big singing career she had? Oh, my God. Jefferson Moore? <laughs> Mandy Dutton. <laughs> Mandy yeah, Dutton. We, just me and Tim could be doing this podcast with Mandy Dutton. Mandy Dutton, um, or, or Mandy Moore, is a big... <laughs> she loves rockers because she used to date uh, the evil... Me Too guy, uh, Ryan Adams. But then she is married to the lead singer of Dawes. You guys know Dawes? They're they're great. They're like a kind of Jackson Brown style desert, uh, Palm Desert band. I saw them up at the the Geffen. No. What's next to the Geffen Playhouse? The Getty Museum. Yeah. Yes. Are they named after Dominique Dawes? Um, Or perhaps Dominique Mochianu? (laughs) (laughs) Dawes is named after Dominique Mochianu. Now... Did you My know? My 13-year-old crush. Here we go. <laughs> now, it was a crush from when you were 13 or it was 13 years ago that this crush I happened? think when she was on the 96 Olympic gymnastics team, we were both 13. Oh, yeah. And I thought to myself, boy, I, that's, that's, that's the girl for me. I wish she could treat me like one of her many pommel horses. Oh, stop it. Jeff, go ahead. Number six. Number no, six. I, got, I have a fact I have to do before number okay, six. Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The Dawes guy, because of the Mandy Moore connection, <laughs> he produced an album by the fat guy from This Is Us who tweeted at me. Continue. <laughs> okay, great, great, great. Number six. This 90s country star had to audition to play the father of his real-life daughter on Hal. Disney Channel's... Hal. 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 I heard Mike first. Billy Ray Cyrus. That's ha! correct. On Disney Channel's Hannah Montana, Michael, you've got the point. Ha! Are you keeping track of these points? That's so confusing to me because it's like Miley Cyrus, but there was a Miley in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I can't keep all this. Yeah, this I know. Straight. Believe me, I know. Number seven. Can I tell you something about Miley Cyrus? So I, she does a version of Bob Dylan's You're Going to Make Me Lonesome When You Go that I found recently, and I enjoy it. Miley fucking rips. I think she does it well. She I love the first track on Bangers. What's that song? Adore, Adore You. Uh, Miley Cyrus has a good voice, man. Hey, yes. do you, Hey, this is a, a bonus quiz. A She's bonus question. She's like me. Okay. I'll throw it in the quiz. I don't give a fuck. Whoa. Side points or official points? 
side, <laughs> which, uh, you know, side points are worth one point. So, yes. Okay. Do you guys know Miley Cyrus's godmother? Hal, Dolly Parton, move on. We all know that. Next. <laughs> Damn. All right, Mike. You got a <laughs> move on. You got a side point there, baby. Number seven. This rapper popped up in Oscar winning movies during the aughts and is now a regular fixture of one of Hollywood's most successful families. Hell. Michael. I'll say Kanye, but I don't think that's right. Oh, uh, can I go how? how? <laughs> Timothy. Ludacris. Yeah, that's right, baby. Ooh. Chris Bridges. Oh, yeah, that is, okay, the fan. I got it. Yeah, that's, good. that's the Ludacris bell. Room, room. Number eight. <laughs> a massive star of the mobile screen. She had a brief stint on reality television. Today, you can see her acting chops in Hustlers. And in the upcoming F9, The Fast Saga. Um, Hal, uh, J-Lo? Incorrect. Hal. <laughs> um, her name is... Michael, we saw it together, baby. Yeah, I know we did. Well, the Prestige? And no. I was downstairs? Her name is now escaping me. Uh, help me! <laughs> Picture her. I pull my <laughs> pants down, check for turns. Lizzo. Incorrect. Oh. Cardi B. Um, correct. Correct. I'm giving it to Michael. He didn't buzz in, but he had buzzed in just Hell previously. Hell, Cardi B. It's Cardi okay, B. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What? Small, s star of the little screen? What? A, a massive star of the mobile screen. She's a fucking Vine and Instagram star. And then she did yeah, reality right, TV. Right, 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 right. right. That's yeah, weird. It's the same mobile screen. <laughs> I was going to say small screen, but that means television. You know what would have helped is if you uh, would have even said. Even smaller yet. You should have said, hey, she was in the song WAP with <laughs> Meg Thee Stallion. I don't. Hey, that's question number eight, baby. I can't give it to you like that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. I noticed in the previous quizzes, we shouldn't do even numbers. So number nine. we need a winner. Number nine is the last one. Number nine, Beatles. Get it in. <laughs> Ready? Yes. Number nine. This one-time cop killer has gone on to play detective. Ice T. Yes. I knew that, but I thought we were waiting for Jeff to finish the uh, question. Ice T. Hal. Hal. Ice T. Go ahead. Has gone on to play <laughs> detective Tatula. For 20 straight years. Wow. 20 Ice years. Tea. Yes. 20 straight years. Woo! Law and Order SVU. 20 years ago, I was but a baby. Two decades. Folks, that is the Musicians on Screen quiz. Who won? What's the score and is my score greater than Mike's? Let's find out. Who got Ice Tea? Do I need to use my side points? Who, who's who's Ice T? Yeah, those Mike. I got Ice T and it. Mike's side points. Uh, you can't use them. They're they're void. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> now the, I guess the question is, Mike, do you want to use your side points? I had heard that they were like null. If and void. I keep them, are they still? Can I use them at a liquor store or convenience store to get my own scratch off money? 
Well, in full disclosure, if you use them, uh, it's a tie. Okay, then I don't want to use them. I don't need a tie. I want to win. <laughs> You're oh, this guy wants to fly the W. Well, hold on. You're go- if, you, if you don't use them, you're going to lose. <laughs> well, so if we tie, is there a tiebreaker? Yeah, I guess I could come up then with I'll something. Then I'll tie. What okay. are you talking about? I love well, let me ask you this, Mike. If you lose, are you going to post your L's? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is that... Uh, are you going to be down bad? <laughs> I, I like don't to know. think I either fly the W or I post my L. Oof. Yes. Here's your crown, King. <laughs> I'm still catching up. <laughs> yes, I would like to do that. All right. Here's a tiebreaker. Her range as a vocalist cannot be disputed. But on film, she's perhaps best known as playing an How? Timothy. I thought we were waiting. Go ahead. But we can't wait because then we'll both buzz at the same time. Nobody's every time. waited this whole time. You haven't. Is waited that either. your answer, Tim? We can't wait because we both buzz it. Let's go, Mariah Carey. All right, God. And damn. were you going to talk about the movie Butterfly? No, I was going to talk about Glitter. Oh, that's Ooh, what I meant. Ooh, the butterfly effect. But on film, she's perhaps best known as playing an analog of herself, Billy Frank in Glitter. <laughs> Wow. Well, it was a fine match. And uh, T, you made the scratch-off money this week. Woo! I think I'm going to buy one of those California Dreamin' tickets, and hopefully I win a 1000 bucks, and then I'm going to go out for a lobster buffet. Wow. You would do that? Hey, maybe you, get, you just bring out your friend's... Come on, bring out your friends. Bring out I'll your fill friends. my pocket and bring out your friends. Hey, bring out your friends. Well, that was a good quiz, JD. Yeah, man. Yes, and to announce the, the winner, I will ring the bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you won. There you go. Oh, I mean, to, to celebrate my winnings, I ah. will ring the bell. <laughs> ring. Hey. Ringy ting tinky. <laughs> Folks, that's going to have to be the end of it for us here today. We did a quiz. We talked about the Blue Hawaii, not in that order, of course. And um, we also thanked you, the Patrons, and we'll do it again. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for hanging out. We love you. We really appreciate you coming out each and every week, making the haul. You're the best. To press the play button. You're all cool dudes and dudettes. You you press the play button, then you make it all the way to the end of the episode? That's determination, and (laughs) it shows character. It takes willpower. That's saying something. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Later. Good night.